0: This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. Let's have a look at the world's credit markets now through the eyes of Jeff Boswell, who is Portfolio Manager in the Investec Multi-Asset Credit Strategy. Jeff, it's an incredibly complicated subject. And if you sit down at your desk every day, you've got thousands and thousands of instruments, trillions of dollars, or euros, or whatever currency you choose to look at, available to you to invest in. You've got a bull market in bonds that is probably even longer in the tooth than the equity market bull rally. In other words, it's probably 30 years in the United States or America. So I sit down and I think about you occasionally and people like you and think, how on earth do you go about your day? It is a fascinating Fascinating time is it not
1: it certainly is Lindsay it certainly is yeah and that really is I think the conundrum facing a lot of investors is that you know credit is certainly whilst it's used as a bit of a catch-all phrase in terms of looking across the broader market you know underlying that you've got a variety of different credit market subsets which you know behave in very different ways and certainly you know in the environment in which we live now which as you say you know' we're certainly questioning I think uh, the length of uh, the economic cycle, as well as concerns about is it the end of a, a bull market for bonds in general and it 's this complexity which I think a lot of investors are dealing with, where even if they have been invested in the right parts of the credit market, you know valuations have inevitably tightened in, so I think where we sit today, a lot of investors are at somewhat of a crossroads in terms of trying to figure out where they go from here and what is the best way to invest in environment where there's heightened uncertainty.
0: Indeed, and given the fact that, the, for example, the US bond market has been in a bull market for so many years, and not, we're not saying that it's out of that bull market, we're just saying that it's been in a bull market for a long time and there's a lot of volatility at the moment, it presents itself with an awful lot of opportunities. So that brings me to the question for the multi-asset credit strategy at Investec Asset Management. What about your positioning? How has the portfolio and the strategy changed its positioning over the short and medium term?
1: The great thing from a a credit investor's perspective, you know, taking one step back, is that there's actually been some divergent performance between different credit market subsets. And this really comes to the core of, I suppose, the benefit of a multi-asset credit strategy where you're not beholden to needing to invest in one particular part of the credit market. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think different aspects of the credit market or different sectors have very distinct behavioral characteristics. And in an ideal world you know where you've got a variety of potential different outcomes or different drivers of credit markets over the coming twelve months, you've got that flexibility to rotate between different credit sectors and also look for to be honest repricing opportunities where because of you know supply and demand imbalances within different markets, we often see divergence in terms of the way that almost identical credit risk is priced in different markets. So for us, what that's typically meant from a positioning standpoint is, you know, whilst we were quite aggressively invested into high yield through 2016, you know, as we saw those markets tighten in meaningfully, we started to see better opportunity elsewhere in terms of being able to basically earn a, a similar or better return for the equivalent or lower risk in other subsets of the market. And, you know, for us, those subsets were either you know, the loan market we quite like. We've been quite active in the bank capital market, which is also known as AT1s or COCOs. But the great thing from a credit, as I say, an agnostic credit investor standpoint is the market themselves have thrown up these opportunities in terms of divergent performance across these different subsets. It's then a matter of, you know, taking advantage of that, not only in terms of you know, getting best paid for a certain given level of risk, but also helping future proof your portfolio such that it can negotiate these different environments be it, you know, fears about inflation and, and rates backing up, or be it geopolitical fears, or be it fears about trade wars, et cetera. So I think where we are in the cycle, there's a lot of focus in terms of adding robustness to the portfolio. So adding all resilience is probably a better word in terms of how it'll perform to the extent that you have more heightened volatility on the back of some of these issues.
0: Interesting that you say resilience now because that means almost to me means as a layman means defensiveness. And you talk about the opportunities that are being thrown up. Are the opportunities more rarefied or the number of opportunities presenting themselves become more rarefied recently than in the past few years since you've been part of the multi asset credit strategy?
1: I think you have to be realistic as an investor in this environment and then, you know, to get Significant return, you're really going to be reaching from a risk perspective. In our mind, you know, there still is return on offer, but I think because of the way markets have performed over the last couple of years, what it's meant is, you know, with everything, and this is across most asset classes, not just credit, because everything has just got that little bit more expensive, the amount that you're getting paid for taking that incremental unit of risk. Is actually oftentimes not particularly compelling. So, you know, for us, it's it's that you know incremental turn of leverage on a corporate capital structure, or it's you know comparing two bonds alongside each other, just you know the amount that you're getting paid for owning that slightly lower quality bond. The benefit of, I suppose, or the silver lining in terms of valuations having squeezed in as much as they are, is that the amount that you're giving up for that incremental unit of risk is actually you know, not particularly significant. So in our mind, in those environments, it's less about reaching for return and it's more about adding resilience to the portfolio. So, you know, in terms of at night, you know, gems of ideas which will earn you, you know, 10, 20% plus, unfortunately those, you know, have been either, uh, you know, the, the market circumstances are not conducive to those or alternatively they really are, they are with a reasonable amount of risk attached to them. So for us, it's a a more combination of earning sensible returns but then adding resilience to the portfolio such that you'll be able to perform well to the extent that there is more volatility.
0: Final point, and this lends itself to the volatility argument as well, is how sensitive are you uh, to the global macro environment at the moment? And also, maybe I could throw in a political environment. Do you sit down and you say to yourself, well, yeah, the, the sensitivity needs to be addressed?
1: Yeah, I think the underlying thesis behind a multi-asset credit portfolio is that you've got this benefit of a broad opportunity set where you can just choose the best ideas in individual markets. And as I said, you don't necessarily have to be invested in all of those credit subsets. And our thought process is that by just picking the best ideas from individual markets, that undoubtedly It should give you a better outcome from a volatility perspective than if you bought the markets as a whole because we're just picking the best ideas. So, you know, in our mind, whilst we don't have a volatility target that we invest to, it's that resilience of best ideas should actually add some ballast to the portfolio in terms of how it performs in different environments. But where you have to be realistic is that if, you know, credited markets as a whole do experience substantial volatility and you know, you see a meaningful repricing in terms of credit spreads and undoubtedly even in picking the best portfolio we possibly could, you know, we'll still be subject to it. So, But the underlying thesis is that, you know, to the extent markets go down with this benefit of a broad opportunity set and the concept behind best ideas, you know, we should certainly be more resilient in terms of going down a lot less. And then, in that regard, it should create the opportunity to, in the in such environments, then rotate from you know what has been a portfolio that's held up into other areas which have have more aggressively repriced. So that'd be the broad view from a, a risk perspective. From a political standpoint, undoubtedly, I think there's a lot of risks on the horizon. You know, whether it be, I think the. The most current is obviously around trade wars and whether there's retaliation in terms of I think some of the rhetoric that we're seeing coming out of the White House. That's at the forefront of everyone's mind and as a credit investor undoubtedly, you know, we're all analyzing in terms of understanding you know, what is the immediate impact in terms of the underlying names that we own? That's probably at the forefront. But then by the same token, I think there's still a few, or there has been in the past and there's likely still to be volatility around the Korean Peninsula. And to the extent seeing we see a further flare up of uh, political conversation there yes. and then obviously thrown into that the Middle East.
0: Indeed. Final question now. Is this one of the more exciting times in the credit market that you've seen in recent years?
1: It is, but for different reasons. Yeah, I think if we wind back to the beginning of twenty sixteen, where it was the last time we saw a reasonable amount of volatility, there was reasonably significant return which was on offer because of where credit markets had repriced to. At this juncture we're in a slightly different place where valuations certainly aren't As attractive. But having said that, as a credit investor who's agnostic and able to step back in terms of looking across credit markets, we think this is a particularly interesting time in terms of actually being able to position yourself well for opportunity that's likely to come as the itself matures and we see some divergence in terms of valuation across different market subsets so we're excited but for slightly different reasons well, yes. I suppose we're, we're excited about uh, problems that are likely to come down the line
0: well as an agnostic myself i find it a fascinating time and i'm quite excited so it must be an exciting time jeff thank you so much for your time that's jeff boswell multi asset credit strategy portfolio manager at investec asset management in london In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.